So, Mike, check this video out. Yeah, okay, this looks familiar. Well, the song is Millie B's M to the B, but Bella Porch made it the most viewed video on TikTok for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it was huge on TikTok. Or for all of you Zoomers out there, may have caught it on Instagram Reels. Yeah, I am one of those Zoomers, so. <laughs> but real quick, every time I hear this song, it reminds me of this Lily Speaks track from like 2009. Yeah, I could I could see the similarities. Young British female rappers. Yeah, not like particularly talented, but it, it kind of works. But anyway, besides the catchy track and somewhat addicting videos that are produced by TikTok creators, TikTok itself and its parent company ByteDance have been under fire for the last couple of years nearly having it banned in the United States on several occasions. Yeah, I remember Trump going after them a few years back for sure. Yeah, and then again, the FCC has pursued them just in this last month. So today we're gonna explore some of the legal troubles that they've had and why. You should have picked this track to play during the intro. The FCC won't let me be or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me. Ah, yeah, that, that's a missed opportunity. Okay, but the real question is, should I be deleting my TikTok? I mean, probably, but uh, we'll get into that right after we roll the intro. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com 
forward slash rocketshipfm24, you'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is and save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. So ByteDance is the parent company of TikTok, which is a Chinese-based company with close ties to the communist government. This isn't really a surprise as every company in China needs to adhere to the government's rules around data access, which is basically the government can have and will have access to any data collected. In 2020, the U.S. government, especially the president, Donald Trump, announced that it was considering banning the Chinese social media platform TikTok because it viewed the app as a national security threat. We're looking at TikTok. We may be banning TikTok. We may be doing some other things or a couple of options, but a lot of things are happening. So we'll see what happens. But we are looking at a lot of alternatives with respect to TikTok. This set off a firestorm of speculation around how TikTok would maneuver around this threat. Shortly after, Trump signed an executive order directing the app's Chinese owner, ByteDance, to either sell TikTok to an American business within 45 days or see it forcibly removed from app stores and blocked in the United States. President Trump has threatened to ban the Chinese-owned video streaming app TikTok if it's not bought by September 15th. Microsoft had been in talks to buy the company's American operations, but the president said a deal could be easier if Microsoft bought the entire company instead. He then suggested that the company should pay the U.S. Treasury as part of the deal. I said a very substantial portion of that price is going to have to come into the Treasury of the United States because we're making it possible for this deal to happen. Right now, they don't have any rights unless we give it to them. So if we're going to give them the rights, then it has to come into it has to come into this country. It's a little bit like the landlord tenant uh, without a lease. Uh, the tenant has nothing. So they pay what's called key money or they pay something. But the United States should be reimbursed or should be paid a substantial amount of money because without the United States, they don't have anything, at least having to do with the 30 percent. So uh, I told him that. And then after Microsoft's unsuccessful bid, in came Oracle. You know, when you think of emerging social media, you, you think of Oracle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, Oracle isn't even cool in the world of database storage. <laughs> so this is way out of left field here, other than having, you know, the cash to actually make the deal happen. And of course, this news got the business news channels worked up into a speculation frenzy. So we're going to talk about the latest on TikTok. The soap opera continues. Oracle agreed to be the, quote, trusted partner of TikTok in the United States, but still unclear what this partnership really means and how it will benefit Oracle, the U.S., and the consumer going forward. Joining us right now to talk about it is Mark Douglas. He's the founder and CEO of ad tech company Steelhouse and a former Oracle executive. Good morning to you. 
Try to help us understand what how, what the parameters of this deal could look like, given that the U.S. government and the administration in particular said that TikTok was a national security concern. And if the technology is not effectively transferred to the United States, how how from a technological perspective they could solve this? Right. So I think in terms of the statement technology partner, there's a couple elements to that. It's basically where's this app hosted? Where's the data that comes from the app hosted? So I think clearly that's indicating that all of that is going to move to the U.S. Oracle has a cloud hosting business. This will bolster that cloud hosting business. The second part of this that I think is not really well understood, and I think we should talk about, is Oracle is actually a big player in the advertising business. And that's why one of the reasons this makes a lot of sense for Oracle. Lots of speculation, but ultimately not a lot of action. Yeah, and Trump's plan for a big payment to go to the government, um, yeah, that fell apart too. If they're willing to make big payments to the government, they're not allowed because there's no, there's no way of doing that from a, uh, there's no legal path to doing that. And I'm saying, wait a minute, they're willing to make a big payment to the government and we're not allowed to take the money? When does this happen? How foolish can we be? So we're gonna, we're looking into that right now. Well, they looked into it and apparently didn't find much because the big deal they were pushing for it never really materialized. But this was just the first round. Round two coming up after a quick break. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. So before the break, we were discussing TikTok's run-in with the Trump administration. Because a deal was never met, TikTok's ability to distribute its app in the United States was still under fire, so they decided to sue the Trump administration to delay any potential action. TikTok announced plans to file legal action challenging the order's transactional prohibitions with U.S. companies. The lawsuit against the Trump administration's order was filed on August 24th, and it contended that the administration's order was motivated by Trump's efforts to boost re-election support through protectionist trade policies aimed at China. A separate suit filed the same day by TikTok's U.S. technical program manager, Patrick Ryan, against Trump and Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross, sought a temporary restraining order arguing that his due process rights were violated and the ban was an unconstitutional taking of Ryan's property under the Fifth Amendment. The suit also claimed that Trump's action was likely retaliation because of TikTok's pranks targeting the June 20th campaign rally. Then in September, TikTok made a deal to make Oracle its secure cloud partner, an agreement that the U.S. company said would guarantee that no customer data ended up being sent to China. This gave them some cover. However, we all know that data storage collection doesn't restrict data access locations. And this sat in place as the US experienced a change in administrations. Then in June, 2021, because TikTok was obviously still sharing data with Beijing, President Biden revoked that Trump era executive order that sought to ban popular apps, TikTok and WeChat, and replaced it with one that calls for a broader review of several foreign controlled applications that could pose a security risk to Americans and their data. 
This order really reflects a growing urgency among American officials, both Republican and Democrat, to aggressively counter what they see as a growing threat posed by China's military and the tech sector there. There's been a lot of talk about where the data is stored, something that gets missed in that it's not just leverage over the data, it's leverage over people with access to the data as the Chinese government at any time, really, can demand access to this data no matter where it's stored, as long as ByteDance is operating as a Chinese entity. Then about a year passes without much word from the US government. TikTok continues to grow its user base. They're creating new social media celebs, doing lip sync dances. Yeah, and that was all fine until on June 29th, 2022, FCC Commissioner Brandon Carr wrote a letter to Apple CEO Tim Cook and Google CEO Sundar Pichai asking them to remove TikTok from their app stores because of continued data privacy concerns. Welcome back. Brendan Carr, commissioner of the U.S. Federal Communications Commission, has written to Apple and Google CEOs over what he calls the unacceptable national security risk that TikTok poses in the way it harvests and accesses data. That was a headline from Yahoo Finance Live. And here's Brendan Carr from an interview on CNBC that very same day. Yeah, well, most people look at TikTok and they say, well, what's the big deal? It's just a, another uh, viral video sharing app. And that's just the sheep's clothing. As you walk through, it is a sophisticated tool for harvesting this data. And one thing that we do know is that right now the CCP is running one of the most you know, widespread uh, data gathering operations out there. And TikTok has repeatedly said, don't worry, your data is stored in the U.S. What we've come to find out through some of this investigative reporting and leaked documents is in fact, according to TikTok employees, everything is seen in China. And so while I think that's a national security issue, it's also an issue when it comes to just applying the plain terms of the Google and Apple app stores, which say you have to be clear about who's accessing the data, why are they accessing the data? It has to be only used to improve the service. And it strikes me that a plain application of that in light of this pattern of misrepresentations about data should result in booting them from the app stores. A wolf in sheep's clothing. Strong words from an FCC commissioner. More on this after a quick break. Before the break, we were discussing FCC commissioner Brandon Carr's call for Apple and Google to remove TikTok from their app stores because of the overreach in their collection of data. And it's true, TikTok influencers have been discussing this on the app for ages, actually. Okay, has anyone else noticed that your For You page has been a little too accurate lately? It hasn't been things that I'll Google or I talk about. It's been thoughts. TikTok knows everything about us. Hold up, don't scroll. Let me ask you something first. Can someone please explain how this algorithm works? So besides the usual signals of what you like, follow, comment on. Or even pause on. True. Or, or even hesitate to scroll past. They're also collecting data in many aggressive ways. This was all brought to light by a BuzzFeed report on how TikTok collects, uses, stores, and shares its data. Here's Brandon Carr again from an interview on Yahoo Finance. Well, you're right. For years now, I guess uh, TikTok in the U.S. has been saying, you know, don't worry, we store uh, all U.S. user data on servers here in the U.S. And what this BuzzFeed News report, really a blockbuster reporting, showed from leaked audios is that according to the reports, everything is seen in China. So the question of where to store the data is a bit of a sleight of hand because it's being accessed by engineers with ByteDance in Beijing, and they're ultimately beholden to the CCP. And we know uh, that they are in search of sucking up as much data as possible for, you know, whether it's business espionage or all sorts of potentially nefarious purposes. Yeah, Commissioner, what's the concern with that data being seen in China? What do you suspect is being done with it? 
Yeah, a lot of people look at this and say, well, it's just funny videos. You know, what, what sort of value is that in that? But what we see beneath the surface, that's just the sheep's clothing, is it's pulling biometric data, face recognition, voice print, search, browsing history, keystroke patterns, location information. And what we know is that the CCP, if it gets all this data, it has all sorts of ends that it can achieve. It looks at, you know, again, business, industrial espionage, blackmail activities. So there's a lot of reasons to be concerned if this personal and sensitive data is ending up back in the hands of the CCP. According to Brandon's letter to Apple and Google, there was an incident in March 2020 when researchers discovered that the app through Apple's App Store was accessing users' sensitive data, passwords, crypto wallet addresses, and even personal messages. Then in August of 2020, the app was able to circumvent Apple and Google's tracking safeguards of users' web searches on their devices. Even when they weren't using the app, TikTok was able to access that data, which was a clear violation of the terms of service. In 2021, TikTok paid over $90 million to settle lawsuits related to their ongoing location tracking of users, along with personally identifiable information about users and storing that data in China, where it's easily accessible to the Chinese government. There was an incident in March of just this year where employees admitted to uploading sensitive user data to a .cn domain, which is a top-level domain operated by the Chinese government's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology. It was also revealed that several military branches have banned the app. Political campaigns have been urged not to use the app due to the potential leaking of sensitive information. And companies like Wells Fargo have banned the use of the app on company devices. In the letter, Carr gave the tech companies until July 8th to respond. So what did they do after learning about these egregious violations? Well, nothing. Yeah, I... I couldn't find any public response and the apps are still live. And to this, Cars responded saying if they chose not to apply their app store policies to TikTok, then it becomes even more important for the government to take action. The ball will be squarely in the federal government's court to take swift and appropriate action to promote our national security. What a wild ride. Anyway, we will wait patiently, probably, to see if any action will be taken. Yeah, and it might be a while in, until there is. So <laughs> yep. until then, um, that'll wrap up today's episode. We'll, we'll have to update if we see anything more happening soon. But for now, we just want to thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back here next Thursday for more product stories. For Michael Saka, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Rocketship.fm. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network, and if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. This episode was mixed and mastered by Court Deans. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.